0: More on point with Rob Fay. I am here through Friday. Then I take a reprieve for a week and then I'm back the following week. So thank you for stopping by and uh, listen, whether it's me or not, <laughs> I guess so. That is probably the worst lead in to a wonderful conversation that we're about to have as possible Is Franco Terrazano kind enough to join me tonight. He as the uh, He is the federal director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Franco, good evening. Hey, good evening and thanks for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Tell me that I'm not paying fifty five grand for a Trudeau family grocery bill. I wish I could. I wish I could. I wish I could tell you that you're
1: not. But unfortunately, all of us taxpayers are on the hook for the Prime Minister's household food expenses that are about $55,000 every single year. So this is just an absolutely eye-watering amount, especially to to the many Canadians right now who are struggling to afford the price of groceries.
0: What am I missing here? Like, I assume that Canadian taxpayers always foot the bill for the prime minister and his family, but does 55,000 not seem a little excessive? Well, it does seem excessive. And, and, and you know, I just got to start out here. Now, there isn't a real policy guideline
1: on exactly, um, you know, what is being expensed for this or that. You know, is this just for the groceries of the family? Is there official, uh, is this a little bit for official government business? You know, we, we've we been asking the government for months exactly Just what are we looking at here? You know, how is it possible for a household to expense $55,000 in groceries? And even after months of going back and forth with the Prime Minister's office or the Privy Council office, i.e. the bureaucrats in Ottawa, uh, they weren't able or they just didn't want to give us a straight answer on what it is we're actually looking at here.
0: What are some of the things, and you would probably know this better than anybody, Franco? What are some of the things that, if I'm a taxpayer, my eyebrows would truly raise when it comes to our our executives or those in the governing body that uh, spend on things that make a that would, that would make make us cry openly?
1: Well, a bunch of money spent on fancy cheese shop visits. I mean, um, during the entire Trudeau time frame, we're talking about uh, about. 4000 bucks on some fancy cheese shop visits. Uh, we got a bunch of money spent, hundreds and hundreds of dollars on Cadmins, bagels yummy uh you know over 100 bucks <laughs> one time in in 2016 at pizza di luigi now look as a good italian boy i love myself some pizza but what i don't like is being the taxpayer looking at the annual bills being nearly fifty five thousand dollars a year and you know you mentioned earlier in the segment that you know maybe you could understand putting the bill for some of the prime minister's groceries well you know what if we look just south of the border Um, The president in the White House, during their time there, they are required to pay for their own personal groceries. Now, we asked the prime minister's office up here in Ottawa, well, what is the policy? And they weren't able to give us a very clear answer. It was actually about as clear as mud. They said, well, you know, the prime minister reimburses uh, some of the money back based on some type of formula that involves inflation. Well, that was the best answer that we could get out of the Prime Minister's office. And remember, uh, Mr. Trudeau was talking about transparency by default. Well, we're not really seeing much transparency here when we're talking about $55,000 a year on household food expenses.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's just, uh, it's interesting because I, on one hand, I just assumed, but at the same time, when you actually see the number, uh, it is a little jarring. Uh, Franco, I want to talk about Bill C-11. Uh, just kind of switch gears a little bit. This is something that I think affects even younger Canadians right now. Mm-hmm. We're content mm-hmm. creators. This is a big deal right now. And I know it came out this month, but Bill C-11 would be a blow to Canadian content creators.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it would. A- a- and, you know, we've, we've even published a report on com that kind of goes through the many different ways uh, that this can hurt Canadian content creators, but um, you know, what I would also do, and, and during COVID-19, I think one of the big things that many Canadians had to do because we were staying in our homes is just scroll through social media, uh, share different types of stories like the ones that we're talking about today. Uh, social media has really been one of the ways to hold our politicians and governments accountable. And what we're really worried about, on the one hand, of course, is that it could harm uh, Canadian content creators. But on the other hand, we're very worried that this could be a blow to democratic accountability, right? Because we we shouldn't have these unelected bureaucrats in Ottawa who are with the CRTC um, influencing what Canadians see when we share materials when many things that we're sharing uh, could be holding the government to account. So that's one of the other major concerns that we have with Bill C-11.
0: Let's talk about the Queen's Park tolls. This is something that a couple of years ago, uh, the Tory yeah. government first tried to impose these road tolls on Toronto highways. I think it w- I can't remember what it was, if it was the Gardner, it was the Don Valley. I-, I think those were the two. This right now, I think the timing on this one is the one that stings the most for me, is it not?
1: Tone deaf. Hey, read the room.
0: Come on, guys.
1: Come on, politicians. Leave that ivory (laughs) tower for just a second. Uh, You know, when I first saw that today on Twitter, you know what I thought? What are people Mm. paying property taxes for? You know what I mean? Um, I have family in the Toronto area, and I know they're paying a a bunch of taxes. And and Isn't this what we're supposed to be paying taxes for in the first place? And look, uh, are they going to be cutting taxes elsewhere? Because if not, it sure seems like it might just be a money grab at the very worst possible time. And, you know, we would love to see all of our politicians, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, the the mayor in any city, whether it's uh, Mr. Ford at Queen's Park, or whether it's Mr. Trudeau in Ottawa. We would love to actually hear our politicians start talking about taking less money from Canadians at a time when we're seeing, what is it, nearly four decades high inflation. But for some reason, it's always tax, 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 tax.
0: One thing when we talk about maybe taking quote unquote a little less Canada's tourism industry was cut in half during the pandemic oh my 50 like percent and now we're finding out that employees at Destination Canada got bonuses and pay raises during the pandemic right uh-huh. in the middle I, I just I'm trying to figure out how this works, and this is a federal crown corporation
1: how How could they justify this? Right, I, you know, I don't think there was too many um, waiters or waitresses or bartenders who were getting bonuses during the heart of the pandemic. You know, actually, I I, I know that there was many restaurant owners uh, who were worried that they were burning through their savings, that the savings that they had left wouldn't be keeping the lights on in the upcoming months, and at the time when so many people in the tourism industry. The private sector workers and small business owners, when they were struggling, it's crazy to think that the crown corporation that is supposed to be uh, essentially marketing and representing them was busy giving themselves bonuses at a time when tourists were not legally allowed to come to Canada. So, if your mm-hmm. one objective or if your main goal is to promote tourism abroad, then how can you justify bonuses when people <laughs> legally were not allowed to travel to Canada? You know, just at government in, in in the real world, that doesn't make sense at all. But of course. Uh, Destination Canada wasn't the only crown corporation that was handing out bonuses. You know, the Bank of Canada, they have one job to keep inflation low. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen. They still gave themselves millions and millions of dollars in bonuses and pay raises during the pandemic.
0: Yeah, well, the banking industry is a whole different – you know what? We'll need you back for another show to talk about that one. (laughs) Franco, it is always a pleasure. I feel like you and I have crossed paths a few times now. It is always energetic, always entertaining, and most importantly, it's most informative. So thank you, Franco, for making time for me tonight. Hey, my pleasure. Have a great rest of your evening. Thank you very much. Franco Terrazano from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, keeping them honest and telling you where your money is actually going, which sometimes – could probably, well, probably does, forget probably, it does make your blood boil. So keep it locked on 640. I am Rob Fay, and this is On Point.